Uh, if you stand with me right now for the reading of the word, we're going to get right into it. We're going to look at John chapter 1, John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. It says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Let me read that again. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Now the Greek word for comprehend here is not a simple translation. It is not necessarily referring to a mental understanding of something. Rather, it's referring to grasping something, getting a hold of something in order to stop it. The idea is this, the darkness that has enveloped humanity has a problem. It's called the light of Jesus Christ, and the darkness cannot stop the light. And I'd like to preach a message today entitled, The Darkness Cannot Stop the light. I want to say a prayer right now. Father, thank you so much for your goodness, for your word, for your mercy and kindness. And I pray, Lord, that you would bless this time together in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The darkness cannot stop the light. At one time, Lucifer was a beautiful cherub, clothed in light, gifted and anointed. But then, Iniquity was found in him, and he led a rebellion against the Most High God. He was kicked out of his lofty position and became the embodiment of pure evil and darkness. Among many unflattering names given to him in the Bible, Lucifer, the devil, two of them are from Colossians 1.13, the power of darkness, and Ephesians 6.12, the ruler of the darkness of this world. Darkness is all around his personage, the devil. And 1 John 5.19 says, the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. In other words, the whole world is under the influence. One translation says the control of the power of darkness or the ruler of darkness. That is why this world is such a dark place. That's why the Institute for Economics and Peace states that out of 162 countries, only 11 are not involved in a major conflict or war. Darkness. That's why in 2016, 12.6% of the world's GDP that's $14.3 trillion, was spent because of violence. And in the 10 least peaceful countries, 37% of their gross domestic product was spent because of violence. That is darkness. That's why a 19-year-old kid in Lakeland, Florida, could walk into Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School with an AR-15, pull a fire alarm, and get the teachers and students into the halls and fire off hundreds of rounds, killing 17 and wounding 17 more. That's darkness, my friends. That's why a 64-year-old man 
could set up shop on the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada, and blast 1,100 rounds into a country music festival, killing 58 and wounding 851. That's darkness, atrocities, child abuse, genocide, slavery, human trafficking, greed, murder, rape, racism, war, hatred. The bottom line is our world is broken, prodigal, and filled with darkness. Filled with darkness. It's a dark, dark place. But while the thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy, that's darkness, Jesus has come that we might have life. And that life is the light of men, life more abundantly. And 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem, Judea, a light shone. It shined in the darkness. This is a bright light right here, y'all. You better be careful, Vince. I got this light right. The, the light of God is shining on you, Vince and Judy, right now. Hey, this is a neat, neat trick. I need to start getting a spotlight up here. I'm, there's my grandbaby right there. My goodness, Lyra Jane, the light is shining. Woo. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I was having a moment. <laughs> But 2,000 years ago, a light started shining. A virgin gave birth to a little baby boy, and she called his name Jesus because he would save his people from their sins. And everywhere that name has been lifted up, the light shines, and the darkness is displaced. Amen? (laughs) Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And then he ascended and said to his followers, Now you are the light of the world. Go into all the world. And essentially he was saying, and shine the light. And I'm telling you, the light is still spreading. It's shining all around the world through the darkness of this world, through consumerism and materialism and racism and narcissism and selfishness and greed and religion and false doctrine all around the world, in America, in Louisiana, in Ascension Parish, East Baton Rouge Parish, Livingston Parish, Iberville, the light is shining and the darkness cannot stop the light. Do you believe what I'm saying? Come on, give us some praise right now. The light shines. And God's light has been shining around here Wednesday night a week ago. There's some jungle rain outside. And God's light's been shining around here Wednesday night. There was a powerful move of God over in wildlife kids. Kids were praying and seeking God. Little Savannah Oliver was filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit of God moved on her. That's the light of God. You hear what I'm saying? That's God's light. And we love Russell and Cassandra, their commitment to our kids every Wednesday night, every Wednesday, every Wednesday night, all our teachers and helpers, musicians. We had musicians over there Wednesday night. Give us some praise and worship, live music, not CD, can stuff, live music. God's using all of you to shine his light. This past Sunday morning, Bishop Marcelli preached on speaking to my mountain, and God moved so powerfully. People gave, people committed. Folks, I I believe we turned a corner here at Life Point. It, It was a divine shift. God did some amazing things, and I was so proud of uh, ben and Nicole. Where's Ben and Nicole? There you are. Ben, I'm going to tell something on y'all. Ben and Nicole made a, an unprecedented commitment to the Lord Sunday. And, and, and this week, Ben got a call from work and they said, Ben, 
We don't even want you to think about going anywhere else. We want to make sure you stay with us. So not only did they give them a raise, but they gave them a bonus. That happened this week. That's the light of God. I believe God cares about our finances. DJ got a phone call, uh, or, or his CEO came in town, and the CEO said to DJ, you don't need to worry about your job, DJ. You ain't going anywhere. You're staying right here. That's the light of God. That's the blessing of the Lord. Monday, Brian Booth texted me, and he said that he asked me some questions, and one of the things he said was, I was baptized at eight years old, but I've logged a few sins since I was eight. How many of you can say, I've logged a few sins since I was eight years old, right? And he said, I've logged a few sins, and I I wanted to know, would it be possible for me to get baptized again? I said, absolutely. He said, how about tonight? So at at first Monday prayer, prayer and communion was awesome. God moved in the house. God touched some people powerfully. And then we capped it off with a water baptism in the only saving name. That is light. You hear what I'm saying? And I'm going to tell you, the devil wants to stop the light so bad, but he just can't stop it because the darkness cannot stop the light. Hallelujah. You don't walk into a lit up room and flip the switch and turn on darkness. You walk into a dark room, flip the switch and turn on light and there's nothing the darkness can do to stop the light. As soon as that light comes on, the darkness is dispelled. It just disappears because light's more powerful than darkness. I don't think it's a coincidence that the first words God spoke at creation were, let there be light. And there's been light ever since. I mean, we've got the Hubble spacecraft. We've got that telescope. We've looked far out into the universe and we've observed light that's over 14 billion years old just trucking along at 186,000 miles per second still moving still going because the darkness cannot stop the light that light is so powerful and so strong light light darkness cannot stop the light and I know what some of you are thinking you're saying pastor that is awesome God is so big and powerful He spoke, let there be light, and there was light. I thank God for that. Thank you for telling me about it, reminding me about it. What a beautiful picture uh, of a powerful God. And pastor, I know he moves in people's lives. I know he's touched people's lives. But you don't know where I'm coming from. I know he touches little kids like Savannah, Ben and Nicole and DJ, Brian. But you don't know where I'm coming from. You see, when it comes to the darkness in our own lives, whether it be in our present or if it's in our past, when it comes to the darkness in our own lives, we tend to think my darkness is just too dark. It's just too great. He could never shine in this mess, in this darkness, in my pain, in my brokenness, in my suffering, in my shame. It's just too dark. And that's just what the devil wants you to think, that you're different, that you're special somehow that you're the one exception to the rule, that your darkness is just too powerful for his light. But I want to remind you, the devil is a liar. The truth is the darkness in your life cannot stop the light of God's love and mercy and grace. 
There's a famous church in your Bible. It's the church at Corinth. We have letters written to that church, 1st and 2nd Corinthians. We have the origin of this church recorded in the book of Acts, chapter 18. Corinth had a population of close to half a million people. It had two fantastic harbors, which made it a center for trade and commerce. It was very wealthy. Ancient Corinth had been destroyed, but Julius Caesar rebuilt it about 100 years before the book of Acts. Corinth was less Greek, more Roman. Its primary population was made up of immigrants, Roman freedmen, colonists, if you will, sent there from around the empire. Now, Rome was a beast. The Roman Empire was a beast. They had the Colosseum, Circus Maximus, temples to Diana, Jupiter, Zeus, a pantheon of gods. The Roman Empire was drenched in pantheism, paganism, false religion, witchcraft, selfishness, sexual perversion on an unprecedented scale, prostitutes, catamites, brutality, and violence. But I want you to notice something. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, listen to what Paul said. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Remember our text that we read when you were standing. Because in Him is life, and that life is the light of men. The darkness can't stop the light. He said, I was with you in weakness and fear, much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of the power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Acts chapter 18 gives us another snippet. Verse 8, Then Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his household. And many, everybody say many, many of the Corinthians hearing, believed, and were baptized. Now the Lord spoke to Paul in the night by a vision. He said, do not be afraid, but speak. Do not be silent. I am with you, and no one will attack you to hurt you, for I have many, everybody say many. I have many people in this city. The church at Corinth, I'm sure it was called Life Point Church. I'm thinking somewhere down there in the Greek, you know, Paul was like, what are we going to name this church? We need a, a unique name. I got it. How about Life Point? And they went with it. Life Point of Corinth. Well, they would swell to having an attendance of 70,000 people or more, history says. That's about 14% of the population. That's many people. Say many. That would be if LifePoint Prairieville here swelled to 3,780, and that's just taking in the population of Prairieville proper. If we took the whole metro area in, we would have over 100,000 people in church. But listen to this. This is so powerful to me. Spending a little time here because I want to I I dive deep into this. Do you know what kind of people those people of the church of Corinth were? Do you know where they came from? 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11 tells us, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, be deceived. neither fornicators nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, sodomites, thieves, covetous, drunks, revilers, extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you've been washed, sanctified, justified 
in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. You see, there was darkness, but the darkness could not stop the light of God. I'm telling you, the light shines on the unrighteous. The light shines on the fornicators and idolaters and adulterers and homosexuals, sodomites, thieves, covetous, drunks, revilers, extortioners, and the darkness can't stop the light. When God shines his light on you, the darkness has to flee because the darkness can't stop the light. Come on, give us some praise right now. Thank you, Jesus. Paul also said, not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble. That church was made up of the unwise. That church was made up of the ignoble is the word. That church was made up of a bunch of sinners Filled with darkness, but the light of God shined on them. The darkness couldn't stop the light. God has many people in Prairieville, Gonzales, Baton Rouge, Livingston Parish, Iberville Parish, all over these parishes. The darkness cannot stop the light. I don't care how dark it's been in your life. As a matter of fact, the darker the night. The brighter the light shines, baby. I'm telling you, God wants to shine his light. Listen to what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4, 6 about the same church. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Jesus Christ. The darkness couldn't stop the light. I apologize to Austin earlier today because I have so many scriptures. The scriptures filled with light analogies and stories. I, Isaiah 9, 2, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Verses 6 and 7 tell us why. For unto us a child is born, a son is given, the government will be on his shoulders. He'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of his government and peace. There shall be no end. I'm telling you, your darkness is no match for his light. Isaiah 60, 1 through 3, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. That's saying the world was dark, but Jesus came. The results are in verse 4. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your son shall come from afar, and your daughter shall be turned at, uh, nursed at your side. That's the family. I'm telling you, some of you, your babies, your kids, your moms and dads, your loved ones, your marriage, the darkness that's come against you, it cannot stop the light that is shining upon you. You need to have faith towards that. And then verse 5 keeps on that you shall see and become radiant so that your heart shall swell with joy because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. That's speaking of joy, emotional health, finances even. The darkness cannot stop the light. You need to have faith for that. The light has come and God is bringing light to the dark places of my life. Stand in faith. Declare the, the darkness to the darkness. Get behind me, Satan. 
I resist you in the name of Jesus. I'm a child of the light. I've been born again of water and spirit. I don't belong to the darkness. I belong to the light. I've been called out of this darkness and into this marvelous light. Declare it. Let there be light. Stand in faith and believe what I'm telling you. God is ready to shine on you this morning. I don't care how dark it's been in your past, how dark it's been in your life. I know a God who calls to the darkness and says, let there be light. And no matter how hard the darkness fights, lightness, light shines, just shines. I've taught a lot of Bible studies. I've reached to a lot of people. And it's blown my mind. I've seen some of the most darkened hearts where people say there's no hope, there's no way, there's no chance. I've seen some of those darkest hearts as the light of God began to shine and that darkness just began to fade away. Somebody needs to hear what I'm saying today. I'm going to tell a story. And it's just a brief story. I didn't give him a warning. Some of you don't know this story. But many years ago, Wesley Barber walked into a church where I was preaching in North Louisiana. I was not supposed to be preaching. He was not supposed to be there. I was asked at the last minute. I had a sermon prepared. And on my way to church, the Lord spoke to me and said, You're not going to preach that sermon. You're going to tell your testimony. And I came from some dark places. And as I shared my testimony, the power of God moved in that house. And a man that I did not know, named Wesley Barber, came to the front. Now, I got a picture of how he looked in those days. I won't put it on the screen. But he came walking up, and he was just crying. And I didn't know him. I met him for the first time there at the front, prayed with Wesley. It was a powerful encounter. I had no idea. We were not... We were, not on, we were not in Prairieville. We hadn't moved here yet. We just had this moment. And then when I moved down here, Valerie and I started a Bible study in our living room. A knock came on my door, and I opened it, and there was that young man, Wesley Barber. He said, I heard you were starting a church. I heard you had a Bible study, and, and, and I want to I get involved. And he walked in the door. Wesley had come from some dark places. You don't need to know his testimony. I pick on him a lot. But he came from some very painful, dark places. People would write him off. They kicked him off the campgrounds one time because he went to youth camp and made Greg Albritton mad. And they, they gave him the boot, and, and he left. He, was, he, just had, he just had an angst. And he had reasons. And just, you know, God not, not only knows where you are, he knows how you got there. You know what I'm saying? He knows how you got there. He knows your story. He knows when you were a rebel. He knows when you were done wrong. He knows when you did other people wrong. He knows it all. And he knows why the barriers are up and the walls are up and the hard, uh, the hardness is uh, on the heart. He, know, he understands all that. But Wesley walked in, and I was told by people, you know what, there's no hope for that barber boy. You know, he's been through a lot. I heard all kind of stuff about Wesley Barber. But that was, what, 11 years ago or so? And here he is leading worship today, and I'm telling you why. Because the darkness can't stop the light. I'm telling you, God knows how to melt the hardest of hearts. 
His light is powerful. And I don't care where you are today and how messed up and how jacked up and how screwed up your life may be. I know a God who is able to shine in the darkest places and make all the difference in the world. If you believe it, say amen. Won't you stand with me right now? Oh, my God, help us to understand, Lord. I'm not too messed up. The devil wants you to think you're the only one. Your darkness is too great. But hear this preacher. Hear the passion coming from me today. Your darkness is not too great. His light is greater. Greater. So when I hear stories and people say, oh, he's messed up. He'll never serve God. Oh, they have such an attitude. Oh, they have such a this. They have such a that. We've written them off. God's written Ichabod over their door. They've done committed the unpardonable. They're reprobate. Blah, blah, blah. On and on and on and on. I say, but you don't know. You don't know that for sure. I know a God who calls light out of darkness. Knows how to shine in the darkest places. Can you bow your head with me right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is reaching to somebody today. We've stepped into a deeper level. And I feel the anointing of God. It's, It's that big of the Lord being cast out and there's some fish trying to swim away you don't understand but that net has captured you and the Lord is pulling you in telling these this darkness my light's gonna shine I'm calling light out of darkness He's just pulling you. Strong arm of the Lord is reaching and saving, pulling in. Mm. Can you just pray right now? Just, just softly just pray. Saints of the living God, can you just pray? Father, thank you, Jesus. telling you the Lord is reaching to somebody right now if this this message let me just give it to, to you this way if this if you feel that tug man and you want to run I, I want to tell you something don't run out the back run towards the front do like Wesley did all those years ago make that walk to the front we have a ministry team that's going to be here to help you, to pray with you. They're not going to attack you. They're going to show you the love of grace of God in the name of Jesus. Right now, I want to open this altar up. If the Lord's speaking to you right now, I want to open it up right now just for you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You say, I've gone too far. You don't understand my past. You don't understand my brokenness. Oh, I say bad words. I do bad things. I do bad stuff. He does good stuff. He's got good things waiting for you. Such were some of you. 
but you've been washed. You've been cleansed, justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you've never turned to Jesus in the first place, you've never repented, that's the word. I don't mean religiously. I don't mean shaking a preacher's hand. I mean, you bowed the knee and you said, I surrender all. Here I am. Everything I've got. If you've never turned to him, I want to tell you something. You can do that today. Maybe you've turned to him in the past, but things didn't go like you planned. You ended up falling away. And you're wondering, I wonder if he'll ever take me back. I'm going to tell you something. He will. Arms wide open. He'll welcome you home. If you've never been water baptized in the name that is above every name, I'm going to tell you something. There's a baptistry right here. We'll baptize you in the only saving name, that name of Jesus. He'll wash away all sins. If you've logged a few sins since you were eight, and you're like, maybe I should get baptized, I'm going to tell you, we'll baptize you in that name. And it's not the water, even though it's clean, good water, sweet-smelling water. It's the name. It's faith in the name. You can rise to walk in newness of life. And if you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, God has a gift for you, just for you. It's for you. I'm going to tell you, you can receive that gift today. So I'm going to say a prayer. And if any of that applies to you or you just need special prayer, I want to open this altar up right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, let your convicting power flow in this house today. Flow in this house today, Father. If anybody needs to turn to you, if anybody needs to be water baptized, if anybody needs to be filled with the Spirit, I pray, God, that you would make a way. I pray, God, that you would open a door, God, to their heart. Let them see the light shining right now in Jesus' name.